Ladies Guide to Dude Cinema. My name is Alex J, and with me is my gorgeous co-host Beck Charwood. This is the podcast where we watch all the movies that dudes have told us we have to see. And this week we are joined by a very special guest coming to us on the other side of the gosh darn world. Wow. What the fuck? Wow. We have the very amazing and funny Claire Parker. Hey. Thank you guys for having me. It is, I, I did have like a moment of true like awe at technology. I was like, wow, here are these people I've never really met. They're so far from me and we're just chatting about The Rock. What a beautiful <laughs> for ourselves. It's just, it's everything I've ever wanted from technology, really. It's just to be able to chat. <laughs> that was the rock. point. Yeah. <laughs> that <laughs> was that goal. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, how are you, Claire? Thank you so much for joining us. Thanks. I'm good. I was just saying I got scammed today. I mean, the downside of technology is I did just today find out I got scammed. So I'm like reeling from it, but I think I'm going to bounce back. I did get internet scammed. It's just humiliating, but so sorry. I'm getting older. I am like, wow, I guess I'm not like a savvy Gen Zer for real. I'm like <laughs> just clicking <laughs> links, putting in my pin code. I'm like, who wants a social security number? I'll give anybody anything. <laughs> sure. They've spelt the name of my banking correctly, but I reckon it's real. <laughs> Oh man, yeah, it happens to the best of us. I know several yeah. people who have been scammed. Uh, they're so they're so smart, those scammers. Modern no. evil. Damn, going to university is a waste of time. Yeah, just- no, we should have all just gotten on the phone and just learned how to be fake. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, and how's New York today? Tell us everything. It's beautiful. I mean, yeah. it's very Christmassy here. We're like uh. very in the. It's not too cold, but everybody's festive. I feel like there's about to be the real turn to like, you know, the first half of December is the misery where you're wrapping up everything from the year and you're yeah. stressed and there's no time. And then there's that magical change where everybody's like, fuck it, whatever hasn't Rough. gotten done. Is it getting done? Santa's <laughs> coming to town. We're doing, we're getting into the jolly mo- mode. So yeah. I feel like that's we're there and it's right. fun. I'm about to go to a Christmas party after this at my brother's <laughs> house. So oh, that's yeah. festive. Yeah. I'm also going to a Christmas party after this. <laughs> oh, <yeah. laughs> Christmas and I'm Day. going back to bed. Yay. Yay. <laughs> <laughs> um, so uh, we always like to start the episode with finding out what everyone has watched this week. Claire, what have you watched apart from this very long movie that we're about to talk about? <laughs> well, okay. So I'm not like a movie person. I have a very short attention span, but I just started 30 Rock from the beginning again. Nice. Nice. I My just boyfriend had never that. seen it. It's yeah. really, I mean, it's tough in the wake of the Alec Baldwin, but I'm like, God, he's so good in that. He really, it was the role that was of the lifetime for him. And oh my God. He's it's such a good show. Incredible. Yeah. Nice. <laughs> it had been taken from us on Netflix for a while. So now that it's back, I was like, oh wow, this was good. Yeah. It's fucking bangers wall to wall. And you also did uh, Tina Fey's book on yes. your podcast, Celebrity Memoir Book Club. Everyone should listen to it. Oh my God. So good. I did do her book and I remember when it first came out, I read it and I liked it. And then, I mean, I have this like overarching theory that to do like edgy humor ends up being very dated and topical. So like on a reread, you were like, okay, it was a lot of like one line zingers mm-hmm. that didn't really held up. I think the best way to go is to be earnest. And I don't think she had any interest in being earnest. I think people were like, you're hot right now. You want $3 million for a book. And she was like, I could do that. I could write a book. For- <laughs> I could punch that out. <laughs> so I don't know that it's like worth a, re- a review, but I do love 30 Rock. I do think 30 Rock holds up. Nice. Hell yes. Alex, what have you watched this week? Um, well, actually on that vein, I've been doing a rewatch myself, not as enjoyable, but I've been recently re- rewatching the show Girls. 
and um, <laughs> I've based I'm up to the last two episodes, and I haven't watched it since I I think I'm their age, so I haven't watched it since yeah. I was 25 when it came out. And I remember loving it back then. I've mentioned this a few weeks ago. And um, but on a rewatch, it's fucking, it's hard, man. It is hard, and everyone's awful. And I actually just recently listened to your Lena Dunham memoir episode, <laughs> which was very cathartic for me upon this rewatch. <laughs> I remember with girls, I liked it because I also am their age, and I liked it for a while. And then there got to be a point where I was like, are these girls never going to grow? And I got like yeah. frustrated with it. I got frustrated with the fact that it was supposed to be so realistic. And I was like, I'm now, I guess I'm a little bit younger than them. I'm now 29. So I guess I was in college when it came out. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, realistically, things get better and people grow and probably you're happier with your job and you have yeah. a better partner and you're a better friend and you're less insecure. And I remember watching those sh that show and being like, when do they get better? How did none of them ever get better? They get worse, if anything. Like, yeah. especially Marnie's character. Oh my God, she's the absolute worst. Yeah, so uh, it, your episode of uh, Lena Dunham's memoir was very, very like, oh, cathartic <laughs> for me right now. Uh, Beck, what, do you, what have you watched? What do you recommend? Okay, I watched what I think is the funnest documentary to watch is the Lula Rich documentary. What's that? Um, oh my God. So it's, it's, a, it's about a True pyramid Americana. scheme, like slash cult, I would say. Oh, I love that Because stuff. looking, so it's about like uh, this company that did like a pyramid scheme of like selling clothes and uh -huh. like being like, oh, you Midwestern mums, you can be rich, little rich, yes. <laughs> so to speak. Yes, 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 yes. And truly, I think they must've been brainwashed because the clothes are the ugliest <laughs> I think it's a good example on how if you say something's rare and expensive, people will believe you because that was part of the trick is that the patterns would only print like 1000 of each kind. Oh. And so people would go bananas looking for these very rare patterns. Oh, and you're okay. like, yeah, but they're ugly. Like they you shouldn't suck. want to find them. But <laughs> yeah. people were like, no, I need them. <laughs> They're like NFTs. I don't know. I don't really know what NFTs are. Yeah, they're like, that, they're like blockchain. <laughs> oh, that sounds great. I yeah. love pyramid scheme stuff. Well, actually, really, speaking really of being scammed, I was briefly involved in a pyramid scheme myself. So look, this <laughs> can happen to the best of us. Which one was that? Isogenics. Oh, yes, it was yes, a, yes. Yeah, a diet. Um, We've all met a boy at the gym who's convinced us. Yeah. <laughs> That we can be our own boss <laughs> and get the body we want. for a hot minute. <laughs> and ha sometimes people just sell it and you're like, wow, this is such a Sounds good idea. Great. Yeah. My yeah. friend almost was in a cult. What, I can't remember what it's called, but it's like, it's like fake therapy. And it starts out, oh, it's called, um, not lighthouses. I don't know. It's something, but it was started by a guy who his partner did have to go to jail for a previous cult they had started in the seventies. And they're on cult number two. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And they're like, no, 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 it's there. And it's one of those things where the first weekend's pretty chill, but then they never <laughs> stop calling you for the rest of your life. And then oh, you're like, shit. oh, okay, this is damning. I'm in. Oh, shit. That's crazy how people, I didn't know this. If people get involved in cults, they're like super likely to fall into another one. Oh, I didn't like, know that. Like yeah. there's, um, okay, I won't say their name on the podcast, but there mm -hmm. is a couple who are like comedy adjacent in Sydney at the moment. Mm -hmm. And they had just come out of their like second cult. Like, then oh my God, I desperately need to know who this is. I guess there's something in your heart that really believes. And I feel like this, it's like in America, there's this real idea that we could all be the Kardashians at any moment. 
Okay. And I guess that's like, you're the kind of person who's like, there is an answer. Mm. You'll always be mm. seeking that answer. You know what yeah. I mean? You're like, it wasn't them, but maybe it's this guy. Like, <laughs> yeah, this yeah, is, yeah. This yeah. is the one. <laughs> <laughs> oh, actually, okay. I'll bleep this out. I can mm. tell you it is. It's. Interesting. <laughs> Anyway, we'll edit. I mean, we can leave that in for the Patreon, but edit all yeah. the <laughs> Finally got something salacious for the Patreon. <laughs> okay. All right. Let's get into the movie we are watching. Oh, we wa- we've watched it. The I movie that has brought us here today <sighs> is called Red Notice. Now, Claire, you suggested this film. What brought you to this film? Well, it's funny because so you guys sent me a list of ideas mm. and I feel like we have very different different definitions of like a boy movie yeah. <laughs> and a lot of the suggestions you guys had were movies I'd seen because like my mom had made me watch them yeah. oh. and I feel like when I think annoying boy movie I don't think like art critic movie like you know I don't think like indie film because I have like a pretentious art mom so I was like <laughs> you know like I don't see that as gendered like men and women could be pretentious yes but <laughs> I think boy movie I think like Marvel Universe, like <laughs> Dune. I'm even calling a boy movie, even though I've been told it's not. But Zendaya was not. Oh in no, it, it totally movie. is. It's definitely no, no, no. We did it last week. It's definitely a boy movie. Yeah. <laughs> and so the problem is, I fall asleep in movies constantly. I did go to Dune. I knocked over my popcorn. I fell asleep immediately. I woke up. I had missed all of it. And <laughs> I've seen, I've seen a lot of movies with my boyfriend per his request that I then immediately fell asleep in, like The Green Knight. I was out for hours and yet there were still more hours. And I was just like, <laughs> so my thought process of how do I pick a movie as I was like, what would my boyfriend like mm-hmm. that we haven't already seen? Cause I'm not going to rewatch something I've already slept through. And I was so like, smart. So smart. he loves the rock. I just say he honestly does love the rock. And I was like, we could watch a rock movie. Nice. And oh, I thought to say the whole team was disappointed. Even my rock boy fan boyfriend, really? even a rock stand. It was they really, uh, they were testing you with how ridiculous they could get, I think. Yeah, they yeah. really were. <laughs> yeah, they really took this fat ass budget and they were like, how much can we make fun of people's time? How yeah. much can yes. we waste yeah. away of your life? Exploit this? It reminds me of like The Bachelor where they're like, I bet you don't have anything to do with six hours a week. They're like, I bet you watch eight minutes of content that we stretch over an entire 48 hour period. And you're like, I guess you're right, but it's mean. Yeah. <laughs> like, just because you can doesn't mean you have to. And I felt that way about this movie with The Rock. Like, just because you know that we'll still give you billions of dollars, did it mean you had to slap us in the face and, like, write this in your sleep? I think that's the perfect tagline for this film is red notice just because you can doesn't mean you have to. <laughs> yeah. I think that's perfect. <laughs> well it was a movie that was written over one dinner party with the people yeah. getting drunker and drunker <laughs> and just being like, what if they were secretly in love? And everyone was like, oh, yeah, dude. And-, and then they woke up in the morning and were like, do we rewrite? And they're like, no. <laughs> do, do we want to keep the Nazi stuff in there? Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that was genius. It's the perfect yeah. time. <laughs> so it was a your, lot of Nazi. Uh, what's your like history with film? So you said you've got uh, an art mom. So wish. Well, I have like, so I had seen all the Woody Allen mo- movies. Mm-hmm. I'd actually been raised being like, you should be Woody Allen when you grow up. So that was like who I was told was my. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, <laughs> <role model. laughs> and it's funny because I'm like, you're gonna be like Woody Allen, you'll like write, star, direct, and I didn't really know who Woody Allen was, so I thought she was talking about Tim Allen, <laughs> 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 and I was just, and I was so on board. I was like, yeah, 
he lives the dream life. I <laughs> wish I was Tim. I was what like, we're on board. And I'm like, he's calm. He's Santa Claus. Yeah, exactly. I'm like, he's so funny with that neighbor of his. So. <laughs> and so I watched all the Woody Allen movies with her and I just feel like spotless. Like, you know what I mean? I just feel like I knew a lot of as many douchey boys as I knew. I feel like I never dated the artsy boy because I kind of mm. have like an artsy brother. So that type repulses me. Sure. I've always, <laughs> you know what I mean? And so I don't think of those as boy movies, but I have seen now I'm all caught up on the Marvel universe. Mm-hmm. I, I won't do a Star time. Wars. I won't do a James Bond. But in my head, I'm like, those are boy movies. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. definitely. Oh, particularly James Bond, the early James Bonds. My God, are they awful? Mm-hmm. They're so bad. They're tough stuff. So I won't. But like even Spinal Tap, I saw was on the list. And I mm. I went to a boarding school and in our girls' dorm, Spinal Tap was just always on. So I think of okay. it as like a teenage girl movie because it was just like what we watched every day at lunch. <laughs> it was <That's laughs> cool. that or America's Next Top Model. So I'm like, you know, Spinal Tap and Tyra, the two <laughs> female icons for pubescent girls everywhere. <laughs> Hollywood's it couple. Yeah. Because um, we've definitely found uh, along our journey with this podcast, yeah, that the term dude cinema has become less and less gendered for sure. Mm. It's, ma- it's mostly these days about just like any movie that people flocking love and just m- need you to watch kind of thing. Yeah. Anything that like, you don't get, it. like, yeah, yeah, you don't get it. Because like Fight Club, I watched mm. in eighth grade with all my girlfriends and like, do you know what I mean? I feel like all these movies we watched when I was 13, there weren't boys around. Yeah. So I did end up watching them with women. And I'm sure it was because like some girl's older brother was like, this is such an important film. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That girl with the brother was coming to our sleepovers and be like, girls, <laughs> stop braiding your hair. I have a film for us to watch. And we're like, okay, taking notes. <laughs> we're all Tyler Durden. <laughs> That's definitely how I came into like the butterfly effect. Everyone's yeah. older brother was like, this is cinema. <laughs> yeah. You know what? I will say I have gotten actually, and so I wouldn't call this a boy movie, but I will call this a boy fight. I have gotten into screaming matches with men about American beauty. Oh. And we a point I, yet. I'm a bit scared. <laughs> a point I have found that men will argue to the death is that it is actually not just likely but quite common and regular for the hottest ninth grade girl to like an ugly fat dad. They're like, "No, that happens all the time." And I was like, and I was trying to explain them. I'm like, "When you're a freshman girl, and of course there's exceptions, the senior boys seem so old to you. Yeah, like if you're 14, an 18-year-old boy is like another world. And I remember like the guys in college that I would see around, like I was afraid of them. And you know what I mean? Like you're like, oh, they were older. And if you said something like, but four years is a lot. Eight years is an eternity. Somebody's dad, especially yeah. Kevin Spacey out of Ugh. shape, is not mm. getting any girl wet. Absolutely and so, not. And I get that there are obviously exceptions. Everybody has had their own trauma, whatever. But I would say the the rule about the exception is that girls don't find people's dads hot when they're not hot specifically. And the way men will be like, no, they do. Girls love a schleppy, dumpy man in his middle age. He's bald. They find that the hottest of anything. I'm like, not if they've had a normal upbringing. That is not regular. That is not. Yeah, that is a trope created by dudes in Hollywood. Like that is movie only, TV show only, written by dudes. Like no, yeah. Absolutely. I think men have this problem where they're like, if I could find you hot, you could find me hot. And I'm like, 
that's not actually how it works. It's like just the rule no. of line of sight. If I can see you, you can see me. Yeah, exactly. They're like, we're all just kids in an elementary school play. <laughs> like, no, we're not. I don't think so. <laughs> okay. So we get into the movie. Um, oh, wait, no. Oh, wait. Yeah. I didn't ask you. <laughs> it's fine. What's your, uh, what did you know about Red Notice? So what's your history with this film? Oh, well, I um, recently have become someone who chronically falls asleep uh, yes. watching movies. I think particularly at this time of the year when it's like, I'm just shut it down, just yeah. shut it down, yeah. everything. Um, I uh, skip my boyfriend put this on and I immediately was like out like a light and then was like waking up and like just catching scenes and being like this is crazy and I was like surely this I'm sure if I watch all of this end to end it won't be mm-hmm. this <laughs> over the top and then I rewatched it yesterday and I was like oh yeah no 100 percent no no, no. <laughs> they really are pretending that the rock is a psychological profiler yeah. that's true <laughs> okay I didn't dream that I would give them that to watch <laughs> The Rock try and be agile is I think where I physically drew the line because I'm like, we can see with our eyes that he is not a quick man. <laughs> he does not have speedy reflexes. He is dense and he is strong and he is so handsome, but he's not like nimble. No, and I think the chase scenes that required a lot of like alacrity and like <laughs> reflexes, I was like, no, make him run through a wall. Make him do yeah. what he's good at. Yeah. Have can... him push a car up a yeah. hill. I don't care. But well, just stand still. He's really good at that. He so does good. that so good. I love that for him. And they wouldn't let him have it. <laughs> they wouldn't. They stole it from him. Alex, what's your history with this movie? Um, I didn't I'd heard about it. I either like a few weeks ago, I think like when it first came out, there was something online about how Ed Sheeran was in it. And everyone yeah. was like eye rolling, like, uh, the you know, yeah, like what a hacky kind of, I think like Hollywood trope is to put someone like Ed Sheeran in as a cameo. But other than that, I had no idea what it was. I didn't even know Gal Gadot was in it until about it. I Me? started watching it. I had never heard of it. And then suddenly I saw it as a joke on Twitter. They were like new movie that no one's heard of just dropped. And I'm really yeah. just like, <laughs> it's weird to see an American movie that was obviously created for the sole purpose of like an Asian market. Do you know what I mean? And I think like part of it is they like wrote it being like, nobody will watch this in English. It does not matter what the dialogue is. They can, I'm sure they like sent it over and they're like to the translators, like if you have plot ideas or character (laughs) development, feel free. Like it's a carte blanche. If you could write a movie based on this outline of visuals, (laughs) do what you can because (laughs) we didn't try. That's great. All right. Oh my God. All right. Let's jump in. Get into the thick of it. Nolan Booth, the second most wanted art thief in the world. Special Agent John Hartley. I want you to help me catch the most wanted art thief in the world, the Bishop. Hello, boys. It's so nice to finally meet you in person. Trusting a thief can be dangerous. Oh, ho, 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 what the fuck? Red Notice 2021. 
An Interpol agent tracks the world's most wanted art thief. That's it. That's <laughs> it. That describes this two-hour no, movie. Apparently, they don't even mention Gal Gadot's character. <laughs> well, or do they only mention Gal Gadot's character? Like, who oh, are they leaving? Sure. Ah. Because she's the top and Ryan Reynolds is number two. Number two, that's right. Okay, so in uh, so maybe they left out Ryan Reynolds. (laughs) (laughs) He'd hate that. (laughs) Um, So for anyone who hasn't seen this film, Claire, how would you describe Red Notice? I would describe it, I mean, as maybe like a Universal Studios roller coaster that Mm. came to life. I described (laughs) it at one point I looked at my boyfriend and it was like that scene was like the loading scene in a video game does that like you know when they have to load the graphics so they have like a cartoon come in and they're like scar money back and i felt like it was a movie made up of loading graphics visuals from a video game (laughs) that was meant for teens like rated e for everybody it was (laughs) it was unpoignant it was cruel it was rude I really like, I think rude. I keep going back to it was like disrespectful mm. to everyone <laughs> the cast the crew and the viewers yes I think I mean there's these movies and you're like oh the rock must have been like who wants to go on vacation for two weeks and gal was like I'll come and Ryan was like I'll come and then they were like we'll figure it out on the way there yeah <laughs> I've never seen a movie rely so heavily on a twist ending yeah oh my god oh, yeah I hate nothing more than when a movie has more than two double crosses yeah I'm like uh, really that's all we have after decades and decades yeah. of heist movies be- is another double yeah. cross mm. and it became so predictable that at every upcoming scene you were like if Gal Gadot is randomly here if Ryan Reynolds yes. shows up to this one if they like it's just you're like okay at everywhere they go they're gonna get found out Every scene starts with one of the characters walking into the scene and the other character is hiding in the shadows. Yeah. Like, yeah. Every, every, like, okay, we get it. You know how to get into rooms from the back door. Well yeah. Done. It was not good. Yeah. The scene where they were in like the um, rich guy's house and then in the bunker in the jungle, I was like, this is the exact same scene situation. beat for beat. One of them has Hitler's car. Yeah. That's the difference. <laughs> Yeah, there's a lot of Hitler in it, which I think Mm. you didn't see coming. It's interesting to use Hitler as like a way to spice things up to make it like historical. (laughs) Should we tell them like what I like feel bad that they didn't get a good IMDb? Yes. reading. So it's basically, yeah, so The Rock and sorry, Gal Gadot and Ryan Reynolds are famous international art thieves. Mm. Yes. And then The Rock is an FBI profiler who's been sent to capture or find them and catch them because they want to steal some eggs for from Cleopatra. Cleopatra they really just picked 20 countries and we're like we have to like legally include all of these names in there yeah so the movie will gross in all of these cities also I'm sorry but like for the the amount of like historical background they tried to give for them to pick Cleopatra Hitler it's like they went to a second grader and they're like who have you heard of that's dead <laughs> so true Cleopatra Hitler I mean who else is famous that's dead that's like a big I guess the King of Rome. Like, I mean, yeah, it was it. just some real. Rome is the only other yeah. section. Of and I don't, no person, just a general area. Yeah. Of <laughs> the fall of Rome, maybe? Yeah. Perhaps. Yes. The- so we start the movie with um, a weird little narration video that explains the history of Cleopatra's eggs. Do you remember that? I don't remember that. I, I remember it because I remember 
how jarring the voice actor was. Yeah. It was not right. It was supposed to okay. mimic like a BBC intro, but out the gate, you were like, did they have no money? Why did they? <laughs> like, there's something unsettling about the voice I choose. Yeah. And then we don't, that, that, the theme of that little video kind of, it felt like the beginning of Jurassic Park, how they explain. Yeah. They have that video. And, but then we don't revisit it at all. Like mm-hmm. we don't hear that voice again. We don't see, go back to that, that at all. It's, it's so, it's so they just were like, oh shit, we've filmed this entire video, a video film <laughs> and we haven't explained what Cleopatra's eggs are. Let's just do it in post real quick with the guy. But I wish they had happen. done it like, the way they do it is like it is a BBC special, like somebody's watching it on TV. Mm. I wish they had just done it to the audience with like a deeper, exciting, like True. movie phone voice. So you know when somebody was like, in the beginning. Yeah. <laughs> Instead it was like in the be- like it was something about it, like out the gate, I was upset. Out the gate, I was like, this is wrong. <laughs> and that's not how you want to start a movie. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I didn't yeah. like it. Yeah. It didn't give confidence at the start, especially when, oh my God. Then when he poured the coke on the egg in the first twenty, I was like, "This is this is I mean, ridiculous." What did Coke pay to be there? Yeah. yeah. Okay. Can we I talk about an endorsement of Coke? The endorsements <laughs> in this fucking movie. Mm. So, like, not only is was each of the uh, main actors paid twenty million dollars each for this fucking movie. You, is it? it uh, I, my jaw dropped to the floor when I read $20 million. $20 million each. fucking this dollars. This is the high, this is the most expensive film Netflix has ever produced. But that's what this is. <laughs> this film is famous for being like the highest budget that Netflix has ever had for a Did movie. they go to location for, they're in 20 countries. Did they go to every location yes, for real? they did. Yeah. Oh, that's I why. It was right. No, in the middle of fucking COVID when this was shot, oh. they were just like hop going over to Bali and Spain and shit. That can't, I literally said to my boyfriend who was watching it with when they were in that bull ring, I said, this was done using Zoom backgrounds. They <laughs> shot this in their living rooms. It was so obviously a green screen, but now I'm blown away that they used the green screen in Spain. Yeah. Like they oh, definitely yeah. like went to a Spanish studio yeah. <laughs> to green screen Spain. We just want the air to look the same. Yeah, yeah. yeah. We want the vibes to be right. <laughs> yeah. Can I say for a movie that was so expensive to make, the amount of like shitty CGI in there, I was mm. like, guys, come. If we were going to put money into anything. Surely <laughs> it would be the technology. Like, I don't know if you clocked the scene where the rock jumps into the helicopter, where it clearly also we've addressed he's not agile. So I was like, one, this is not fucking real. There's no he way. He can step onto a helicopter and that is it. Yeah. That is all he gets. Yeah. But like midair, he completely like changed shape. I was like, <laughs> well, my favorite thing about that Russian prison that they have to escape like twice yeah. <laughs> is that like the first time they're like, okay, there's a helicopter. The second time, it's like, they're just, oh, I guess that's when they're leaving Spain. They're just always in another country and there's no expression of how they got, I guess you're just you just your disbelief. But I was like, well, maybe you could have helped us out by not dropping them off in Syria or Siberia <laughs> yeah. and having them end up in like Argentina hours later. Yeah. In different clothes and still looking fresh. Like yeah. who dressed them? Where did they shower? No one's dehydrated or jet lagged. I'm like, this is yeah. bullshit. I don't know what you guys are doing to travel, but it's not fair. <laughs> I mean, they're internationally wanted criminals. How are they, cha- how are they getting across the border? They don't have exactly. passports. 
And this and many more questions. <laughs> <laughs> who was, okay, let's go around. Who was your favorite in this favorite character slash actor because really was anyone acting in this or were they just being themselves I can't stand oh my god I can't stand Gal Gadot when she was singing downtown when she was like singing downtown I I don't know why the accent actually makes her less believable as an international art thief but somehow it's just like didn't ring true and then I hate Ryan Reynolds and I hate the character he plays of I'm gonna it's like only child little boy is the character he plays where it's like like well (laughs) i have a plan put step one of the plan is figure out a plan later like i hate (laughs) i hate that like snarky pseudo analytical psychotherapy com i just cannot stand that he thinks he's funny Mm. i hate that we as a society have told him he's funny i that we as a society have told him he's allowed to confer onto blake lively that she's funny (laughs) (laughs) it's gone too far it's idiotic I don't like physically looking at Ryan next to The Rock. There's certain people that should not exist on the same plane, and I think it's the two of them. I completely mm. agree with that, actually. I hadn't thought of that, but that's so true. Yeah. I Like you said in Celebrity Mama Book Club, Priyanka Cho- uh, Chopra Jonas and Nick Jonas no, and now yes. I can never unsee it when I look at a picture of them. Why does one always look close up and one always look far away? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I just like don't like the way. I think there's something so honest about The Rock, and I think that that's why I was sad. And I think there's something so dishonest about Ryan Reynolds. Mm. Like The Rock is who he is. He's huge. He used to do WWE, and he's gonna make as much money as he has to to never have to see his kids. And there's something so <laughs> pure in it. Do you know what I mean? Like. He did the work. He got jacked. And now we all just have to sit back and go, how great for you that you're so jacked. You can be in a movie. Ryan Reynolds having to sit there and pretend that he's like snarky and witty and funny. And that's a lie that I won't partake in. And yeah. I don't want a liar and a, a truther in the same movie. Absolutely. Yeah. Also, because I watched the bloopers uh, on this because I always love I love watching Ooh. really rich people just being like, whoopsie daisy. And I'm like, no, you're being paid so much money. You get it the what fuck What are your right. lines? Yeah. You hit your mark for $20 million. Yeah. And all of like the, I, I feel like this was like very generated bloopers of like. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. It was like off cuts after Ryan Reynolds said something funny and then the rock and gal just be like, oh my God, this joker, we can't hold the scene because it's too hilarious. Yeah, I feel like they were di- that those bloopers were directed. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Because like that, I completely agree with you with Ryan Reynolds because I used to love Ryan Reynolds. He's he's funny. Like he, that's his whole thing is he knows how to deliver a line in a comedic way. But the character he's playing in this film is the same character he played 20 years ago. And it was funny 20 years ago, but yeah. I don't know why it's still around now and why this movie made him do that. Like he's literally, you could take any of these lines from this film and put it into any of his other comedic movies yeah. and it wouldn't, you, would, you wouldn't be able to tell. And I, just, I was thinking, yeah, I was thinking about like that Jeremy Strong profile that just came out in The New Yorker. Did you guys see that? Mm-hmm. The guy from Succession. Is that how he's like an absolute psycho who like loses oh. himself so far in the rules that it's like, who is he? You know what I mean? But it was one of those things. And I was like, well, that's crazy. But then I was watching Ryan Reynolds thinking about like his acting strategy. And I was like, oh, this man could be on the phone texting and then just like show up and say lines. Do you yeah. know what I mean? Yeah, like, yeah, it's yeah. very multi-cam sitcom style acting. And for him to be 
credited and paid the way he is makes me angry. Yeah. I'm super glad that he announced recently that he's like, I'm having a little break from acting. I was like, that's so good. Yeah. He's like, I'm retiring for a minute. And I was like, yeah, dude, uh, absolutely. How, how will he pay the bills? Yeah. <laughs> I hope he, like, I guess I'll just start budgeting at the lively Reynolds household. <laughs> <laughs> I bet $20 million invoice yeah. comes in soon. <laughs> he's hurting. Because yeah, he just plays the same guy every time. Mm. And- I think he's suffering like the Jennifer Lawrence treatment where like she was everywhere and like everyone was like, she's so funny, yeah. relatable. And then after like a couple of years, we were like, shut the fuck yeah, up. Doing we the get same it. Thing. You eat pizza <laughs> yeah enough enough okay. gone. <laughs> I was just gonna say I completely agree with you about Gal Gadot as well uh I've did I've only seen her in a couple of like a handful of things but she felt she, similar to like the Ryan Reynolds thing I think it's because of the whole Imagine video but I was just like she's just feels smarmy to me now and yeah and well did you guys ever from- read that thing about like that they got scrubbed from the internet about the girl who lived with her in the model house in Italy no, no. So right before Wonder Woman came out or like right after it came out, somebody wrote this op-ed on like maybe HuffPo or like Thought Journal or something about how they lived together in Rome when they were both young models. And essentially Gal was dating this guy who was a club promoter and she would help her club promoter boyfriend and his friends kind of wrangle these models and go out at night. And this girl had been her roommate and gone out with Gal, her boyfriend and Gal's boyfriend's friends and been like, assaulted by one of the friends and when she told gal about it gal kind of like laughed it off and was like yeah and was very much like just kept like that was her thing she like helped provide models for these guys that she was like well aware were very assaulted when i tell you it is scrubbed from the internet like i don't even remember how i saw it but they did a full court because wonder woman had already come out or like it was in about to come out they had it it was just it's not i don't even know where you'd find it anymore it's like that Chloe Kardashian photo, like it is out of there. Yeah. <laughs> wow. But I've always, I've always had that like part in my brain. I never saw the original Wonder Woman, but I did see the second Wonder Woman, which sucked. Oh, no. And yeah. then I saw this and I'm like, okay, so she's like a little Ghislaine Maxwell. Yeah. <laughs> like who sucks at acting. And then even then I was just like, just be hot then. Like, don't sit here and pretend to be charming and cute. Like I didn't like that. She was like the funny, what I was like, just be hot. That's what you are. I'm offended when yes. people like that are, are given like funny roles or attempt yeah. the roles yeah. in a There's funny way. So many funny, talented women. But the second you're like, I know I'm funny. I'm confident being a yeah. funny actress. People are like, mm, that's a bit yuck. Not we anymore. don't like that. Not no, 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 no. <laughs> I think she would have been a great like true villain. I wish her and The Rock had been opposites because I think they would have played well off of each other if she had played it mm. straight. And he had been like the good guy and she had been like the sexy villain. I but I don't it. like that they were in love. They didn't make sense to me. No, He's so cartoonish. Do you know what I mean? You can't have people playing humans yes. around the rock. Yes. Yeah. Yes. You're yeah. in the rocks world or you're not, but you can't have, you can't have Ryan Reynolds being like, Oh, my whole thing is I talk like a regular person. I'm Deadpool. I'm addressing the audience. I'm breaking mm-hmm. fourth wall. I'm like, I'm not your typical hero. I'm different. And then being with the rock who is so Typical movie yes. hero. Mm. You can't have both in a movie, I think. I agree. Yeah, That's my diagnosis. <laughs> yeah. I think now that like we've given Gal Gadot like three goes in major movies, I think we can be like, you're, you're done. You're good. You're good. Yeah. You, Gal you can take Gadot- a 
good job like yeah, go job. <laughs> go <laughs> um and yeah when yeah. she starts singing the downtown song i fucking hate it it was so and cringy it, it reminded me of the imagine video and then afterwards ryan reynolds character says like she she can sing or she's got a good voice or something mm. and apparently that was a little haha towards the imagine video i mean truly if they were aware how cringy the imagine video was they would be like do not sing in this movie we'll never get her to you, sing on camera ever again yeah don't even say anything in a melodic tone because it will remind people yeah. of the worst moment yeah. of your goddamn life that was such a mistake <laughs> that was such an insane mistake it was crazy and yeah. so i read that uh in terms of people who were put forward to play Ryan Reynolds' character originally. Tom Cruise, Nicolas Cage, and Keanu Reeves were considered for the part. Keanu's not showing up. (laughs) Keanu got the text and was like, absolutely the fuck not. Sorry, Netflix. (laughs) I do see, like, I think those guys would have been, like a Tom Cruise or a Nick Cage, I think would have made sense because Mm. socially they're such like dinosaurs and they are such almost parodies of themselves at this point that I think that would have worked better with the rock. I do stand by situation. Yeah. And I do think it would have, they would have made sense more interacting wise. It just, it felt like two different genres of film were happening and not, I don't want to see the rock be a bad guy. I don't want to see Ryan Reynolds. Like I just didn't, I don't know. I just wish the rock was a good old fashioned hero who yeah. fell on hard times and then got like I wanted him to be innocent I mm. like The Rock and this might be controversial but I don't similar to a Gal Gadot I'm not a huge fan of seeing The Rock in like a lead comedic role I like to see him like react I think maybe that's what they were trying to do with Ryan Reynolds being the main comedic guy and just like I like yeah. seeing The Rock react to silly situations yes but I, don't like I agree to see him be the silly one yeah um He's not yeah. silly. He's strong. He's too big. You mm. can't be that silly. Exactly. You can't be that silly when you're that. You can't be funny when you're like only eating raw meat. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like you can't <laughs> live on tuna fish and find a laugh. Yeah. That's <laughs> yeah. not believable. Um, now, in terms of storyline, how do we feel about the actual storyline of it? Oh, I hated it because there was no progression. Yeah. Like they all started as like art thieves and then they ended as art thieves but Mm. they were just like kind of together but also still don't trust I was like what was the point of this yeah it was very much to set up a sequel it was like weird it was weird to to see a movie that was written last scene first yeah I'm so So I'm so sick of that I really am starting to miss like the 80s where they were like we're gonna make one and we're gonna make it hard yeah yeah (laughs) do a good yeah. Also, okay, I want to get back to your, like, CGI thing. I think the thing with these, like, kitschy, hacky action movies or, like, a heist movie is, like, it either has to be beautiful. Like, if you're going to go to 20 countries, why do we think it was green screened? Or yeah. <laughs> if it's going to be a heist movie, let, give us a Thomas Crown Affair. Give us an Ocean's Eleven. Make it, like, well-written and exciting. If it's going to be an action movie, give us action. One of the action scenes, I, I think it was when they were escaping the Nazi car through the... Yeah, whatever. I was so bored. I literally said to my boyfriend, I was like, I wish they would just power like bullet point us what happens. Like it was so unfun <laughs> to watch. It was yeah, so uncompelling. Back from the beginning and he can just run us through what's gonna happen. And I was like, you have to have like you have to give us something. You can't have a bad plot with dull action and then like horrific background. Yeah, mm. absolutely. Yeah. I feel like this movie suffered a lot because I it I know that 
The Rock and Vin Diesel had like this thing in their contracts where they had to throw like the equal amount of punches. Really? Yeah. Yeah. And neither of them could win the fight. Like they like. Why? Because like it was just in their contracts. They're like, I don't want to lose a fight on screen. Ryan Reynolds doesn't want to lose a fight to The Rock. Yeah. Come on. No, not Ryan Reynolds, Vin Diesel. This is sorry. I went to a completely different franchise. I'm so sorry. I've only, I can only have one franchise in my head at a time. (laughs) (laughs) But I feel like this probably had a similar contract because everyone Mm. had to have like equal screen time and equal like funny lines so. and stuff and I was like oh can, someone needs to come out the victor on this yeah but like yeah no one I just realized what we were talking okay because I was like wouldn't it be funny if this was a franchise where it was like blue notice yellow notice like green like they just did all the but then I realized <laughs> they literally wrote the prequel like the the name red notice doesn't even come up until the last scene of the film when they're all yeah. deemed red notices. So like they really did write a movie, yeah. <laughs> like a two hour film to set up a first film. So true. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it was, and if you think about it actually as like character background, if like you showed up with the next film and you were like, well, what is the history of these guys? You would have been like written this list of scenes mm-hmm. and people would be like, that's a great amount of background on a character we're about to learn about. Yeah. yeah, it yeah. was not enough for a film. We can tuck that no. into a montage real quick. We'll get through it. Yes, yeah. it was very much like, well, where are they from? These facts might not come up, but it's good to have a sense. Yeah. yeah. And they were like, <laughs> what if we took this sense and made it a whole movie? Yeah. Oh, and speaking of backstory, the scene where they're in the house in Bali and like, mm-hmm. they're like, oh, let me profile you your like dad was disappointed in you and like blah, 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 blah. It went on for so long. And I was like this. And in the meanwhile, there's just like aviation gin in like every yes. corner of the shot. I was like, oh. I read that they both uh, drank because I think is it aviation Ryan Reynolds one? Yeah. And then yeah. The Rock has one as well. Yeah. Has a liquor he's got and he tequila because he's actually more fun than yeah. Ryan Reynolds. <laughs> <laughs> um. I there was a lot of I noticed like some dude cinema crossover in this uh like a lot of references to other dude cinema films but I think they weren't doing it like an homage to I think they were just like (laughs) remember Indiana Jones this is like Indiana Jones you know yeah yeah oh yeah when he went down into the bunker and started humming in Indiana Jones I was like oh my god the men in their 30s are gonna cream their pants to this yeah and I read that when they enter the vault, uh, they shine a light on a crate marked top secret army intel, blah, 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 blah. Uh, that, that is a number on it. And that is actually the crate number, which holds the Ark of the Covenant at the end of Raiders of the Lost Ark. <laughs> and then there's also, uh, there's a Jurassic Park reference. There's just heaps of stuff. And then they also, at one point, um, he says, he does this little tiny speech about how you can make uh, Yes, an explosive. That's Fight Club, no? Fight Club, yeah. It felt really similar. And he was saying in a very similar way, like, don't you know, you idiot, if you mix this and this, you get nitrous and glycerin, whatever. Oh, yes, yeah. Which I think was almost pulled word for word from Fight Club. (laughs) It's like, they. oh, my God. This, yeah. Ryan Reynolds wishes he was Brad Pitt in Fight Club. He wishes he was Tyler Dead. (laughs) He actually have to do character work, and that would be, oh, that's true. He'd also have to be, like, truly sexy. I feel like Ryan Ryan Reynolds really walks the line on like the ick. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Like, there's nothing about Brad Pitt that's Pitt that's like truully cringy. He just is hot. Yeah. In a way that I feel is undeniable. There's something about Ryan Reynolds where you like you can feel the work, you can see the film. I don't know. There's something about him where you're like, I still see the high school actor in you. Yeah. I still see 
that you were like some insecure. Yeah, it's. I'm not obsessed. <laughs> yeah, I imagine Ryan Reynolds flirting would just be like a lot of like begging and like bullying. Yes. You'd just yeah. be like, oh, and it'd really? be like that kind of thing where you would have been like, yeah, I'll just walk away. I don't yeah. care. <laughs> <laughs> well, speaking of nagging, the uh, probably the most brilliant line in the entire film, uh, Ryan Reynolds uh, gets to say out loud is the the FBI agent says to him, I'm going to send you to the worst place in the world. And he says, your Instagram account. I mean, That's like an American accent. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> I lived in LA for a couple of years. It's like it's yeah. spot on. <laughs> um, yeah, and then so that I I remember seeing that people were making fun of that before the film was properly released, uh, just being like, "What? How is this a joke?" And yeah. then they call it back at the end of the film. They thought it was such a good joke. They the the joke's so nice. They said it twice. It was. <laughs> I couldn't believe it. I was like, this is the funniest thing anybody's ever heard in this film. Yeah. <laughs> this deserves a callback. It's wild. I mean, me and my friend, Ashley, who does Celebrity Member Book Club, whenever somebody who sucks gets like an opportunity or a movie gets made, we always go, wow, literally anybody but us. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm like, I feel like you look at this movie and you're like, okay, so it's not hard to write a movie for other people. Just mm. <laughs> like yeah. our movie won't get made, but like, don't like anybody but us <laughs> yeah exactly oh dead set people hate new things people hate trying new things mm-hmm. learning about new people and stuff like whenever we have the same thing here whenever there's like a tv show that starts and it's just like the same six people because mm. it's australia and we're small yeah, <laughs> the <tiny>. same <laughs> six people over and over again and you're like wow people hate change yeah. or hate trying change. to think differently yeah they changed like once 20 years ago and then they yeah. stuck with that. Just stick with that. Whoever was there <laughs> yeah. at the time. <laughs> um, so we, we touched on it before. This is a, a theme that comes up a lot in these films that we watch is uh, the father-son issues, father-son relationships. Oh, yeah. Uh, normally it's kind of integrated a bit more subtly than this film, but... <laughs> I mean, truly the advice, show me, don't tell me, was taken outside and shot in the head. (laughs) I mean, to have a character whose whole purpose is to give emotional backstory to every character that never then has to show up in any true way is honestly, Mm. like, kudos to you guys. Do you know what I mean? Like, a true writing, like, style. Like, I respect it. I would never have thought, like, how do I get my character's motives across? What if you write a character whose whole purpose and literal profession is explaining motives out loud yeah. <laughs> i mean that's and why men like get further in this rock. industry because they think they think smarter not harder yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh as well for the budget that they had and the amount of times they talked about you know their family my dad where i grew up not a single flashback ever no. so true no, they couldn't bear to hire more actors yeah, they were so like true. we couldn't fit it in this crazy budget because when they started to do the flashback or whatever of ryan finding the watch and smashing the watch i, th- I thought that was a flashback i thought it was his dad and he was just like ryan reynolds was playing a young father like his father and i was mm-hmm. a little bit like oh yeah. goody we get to meet this guy that we've heard no, no, so no. fucking much about <laughs> But no, you're right. No flashbacks. And the whole daddy issue thing was, I feel like, so ham-fisted in. I think they- not only that, but then even the fact that they were foils for one another and then that had to be explained out loud where The Rock goes, 
the way that your dad was a good guy, a cop. So you became a thief. My dad was a thief. So I became a cop. And in that way, we're similar, even though we're different. Like, I know people are going to think I'm doing a joke, but that I actually think might be the verbatim dialogue. <laughs> like, you're like, oh, okay. So leave nothing. Mm-hmm. leave nothing no, for people to figure out themselves really spell it out this movie was perfect because I was I mean doing what I always do is I'm on my phone while mm-hmm. I watch I was gonna say movies. it's like a podcast <laughs> yeah exactly I was like I don't I didn't need to like watch the screen I think for a second mm-hmm. to miss anything it- that was going on no it is funny to film on location in like 10 different countries a, fi- a movie that you never actually have to look at to understand yeah. <laughs> like it's all in the subtitles so yeah it got me thinking because like we have to watch these movies every single week and uh, so many times I'm like I wish they just came in podcast form so I could be like going to the shops and like I would love to have sympathy for you but I'm reading a book every week (laughs) I wanted to ask you that do you physically read a book every week yep last week we wrote two Oh well, so I, although my heart goes out to you, it comes back to me harder. <laughs> Absolutely. We complain so much about having to watch a movie every week. I yeah. can't believe you read. How, how long does it take? They take me about like five to six hours, I guess. And it is just like I wake up one day and it's like today's work is to today's read this day. goddamn book. Yeah. Fuck. And it is in one ear out the other. Yeah. <laughs> and like, like I quit my job in June to do the po- podcast full time. And when I quit, my po- my boss was like, oh, like tell me about the podcast. He's like, like, what books have you done? And I looked at him and I was like, I can't name one book. No, <laughs> yeah. We had done like 30 at that point. And I was like, and he's like, well, anybody fun coming up? And I was like, yeah, <laughs> I can't think of those guys. I'm like, I don't know, man. It's just nonsense. <laughs> Top I'll to bottom the all the time. <laughs> yeah, I was like, can I pull out my phone? And they're just... <laughs> let me read through the notes. <laughs> oh, we did the same thing. People we were like, what movies do you? And we're like, um, what was your favorite? Oh, we're like, shit. God, <laughs> no idea. None. Like, oh yeah. That one that I saw last. I, I sit down with these people for hours and then discuss their lives in and out. And then I'm just like, could not <laughs> tell you. Yeah. yeah. Wow. That's incredible. That is incredible. <laughs> and I feel hats off to you bad for complaining about this <laughs> um so it just i got some interesting stuff about the budget and how the film was received so uh the films received generally negative reviews from critics nevertheless it became the most watched film in its debut weekend on netflix as well as the most watched film within 28 days of release on the platform Can i say something mm. i don't know that that's true Okay. I have like a long-standing conspiracy theory. Like first and foremost, I believe that Netflix is like a lie. I just think the math doesn't add up there. I'm looking at the money they're spending on these people or like on these films. And then I'm adding up like a $7 subscription. Ah. And, and like, e- like if everybody in the world had a Netflix subscription service, I guess they could cover their budgets. But like, I just don't think the math mm. adds up. And the fact that they do not share data, I think it's, yeah. Very easy to say, oh, this movie that we poured all of our money into was also the most watched movie. And it's like, who? Who watched it? Yeah. We watched it. And who else? Like, I don't know that I believe them. I think that they say this to then generate heat. Like, Queen's Gambit, there's no way that was organically as popular as they said it was. Yeah, yeah I agree with that. And sure. I think it helps to put it as number one most watched thing on Netflix right now. And then people click yeah. it because it's there. And, like, they can control literally what how you're finding films. And so I'm very... Skeptical and suspicious of such a data. 
Yeah, that. that totally makes sense. Because the number of times it's like, you always have like the top 10 things people are watching right now. And I recognize like one of them in the list. Mm. And then there's always yeah. like one weird sci-fi one that I'm like, no one is watching that. Never. And I'm like, yeah. Before. And I wonder how much of it is like a self-fulfilling prophecy. If you keep it at number one for a while, people are going to mm. see it and finally go, well, what's everybody talking about? Yeah. 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 So true. The hype sells so much yeah. these days. If really just enough just like, people are like, it's good. I mean, you can wear anybody down. Like the war of attrition. I feel like it's <laughs> like so many guys I've hooked up just kept being there. If you just stay put in people's <laughs> line of sight, eventually they have to pick you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> they are the red notice of yeah. Of yeah. That's how I ended up watching the Ted Bundy one. Cause it's like, I've listened to oh, every yeah. fucking podcast about it. I was like, I don't need mm. to see this. And then I watched it. I was like, oh, I've seen all of this before. Of this why. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Um, and so it was greenlit with an estimated production budget of 160 million. And by the time it was released, the reported cost had reached 200 million, making it the most costly in Netflix's history. Um, like when you do the math on that, well, 60 how of many, that is like how many people have Netflix. to sign up for Netflix, right? Like, yeah. How many users could they have? It's so true because they don't have advertising and stuff. It's not like they make any money. And then also it's not like ads. they're doing the HBO thing where then you sell it to E or yeah. sell it to yeah. Netflix. Like, like nobody is putting a Netflix original back onto network television. Like nobody's mm. licensing it from them. They're already yeah. the mega yeah. licensor. So I'm, mark my words, you hear it, heard it here first. I kind of think it's, like something's going to happen to Netflix and they're going to have to get bought out. Cause I just do not believe that they can keep up with themselves, especially yeah. now that Apple TV and Amazon prime are really getting into the space. I don't think they're going to have the monopoly. They thought they had that would have to, they would have to have to pay it out. Do you know what so I mean? True. Yes. Yeah. Oh my God. That's just Disney plus. Like, do they release figures and stuff? Like when black widow came out, do we know how many they do, but they're yeah. also like, I think all self-reporting is very sus, but yeah. they make a shit ton of money. Like I know that they have, Mm. such such a stranglehold on the culture they actually yeah. do. yeah also because they have a ton of like kids stuff on there like people would just let that run all day and they day. have all the marvel stuff mm. yeah true, true true and they have star wars and they have i mean they have the star wars universe like they have a lot of stuff for a lot of people and i think if you're from a household that's only going to pick one service or something mm. like they make a pretty good argument for their service definitely yeah yeah um, and so due to the film's $200 million production budget and Netflix's global film chief Scott Stuber's statement that the company's big budget tentpole films need to draw an audience of more than 70 million viewers within the first 28 days of availability. So again, but I like similar to what you were saying, Claire, I don't really understand how views would equate to income yeah, money. money like is yeah. that does that mean they need 70 million new people to sign new up people? in order to yeah. like they're gonna they're hoping this film single-handedly converts 70 million new users yeah. <laughs> i mean if it's for the chinese market potentially oh, i mean know, i guess it could people for that <laughs> and so for, following its first day of digital release ryan reynolds announced the film had been the best debut of any netflix original film in the company's history so ryan reynolds was the one to announce it oh he's okay, the numbers okay, man okay. at netflix <laughs> <laughs> Um, but I just kind of feel like over, overall, like to me, this film felt like it was kind of like written by like an AI machine. Yeah. That yeah. Was, that, like We sat an AI down and had it watch a hundred yeah. hours of heist films. Heist and this films. Is- yeah. <laughs> yeah. And, and then a couple of Ryan Reynolds films. So it knew yeah. Yeah. what his delivery was like and go. Yeah. 
Yeah. It wasn't good. <laughs> no. Yeah. Okay. Final thoughts. Yes. How, I mean, I didn't love it. Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah, I think we. <laughs> I didn't love it at all. It didn't even make me crack a smile once. I was just annoyed by it. Yeah. Every yeah. single joke, I was like a deep eye roll. I'm surprised yeah. I still have eyeballs left in my I skull. I think if this came out 15 years ago, it probably it might have hit because yeah. we were still excited by Ryan Reynolds. Yeah, being funny, maybe. Um, but now it's just so old. Yeah. Yeah, I, I didn't I didn't love it, I think is what we're saying. Yeah. I also didn't. <laughs> um, do we have any is there anything else you guys want to talk about with it? Um, oh, I have one thing. At the end, um, when they when okay, so two things. At the end they have the three eggs and they deliver them to the richest oh, yeah. guy in Egypt who pays them out. And then did they call the FBI on it? Like, oh, that's a question I have. Like, well. why did they sell out their own guy? What was the good of that? And then my second question is when they got 300 million, I don't think you can give somebody the Cayman Island bank account. Like, why did they put all the money in one bank account? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. They didn't spread it out. They didn't invest any of it. They didn't like launder any of the 300. They just put all 300 million in one account that then the government sees. Yeah. Very easily as well. I was like, that's kind of criminals thing is putting things in Cayman Islands you can't trace you can't yeah I don't like, yeah them. for an untraceable account they yeah. seem to figure it out real quick and it seemed to like have an app for it that you can just log in and see yeah. Bank, yeah. Trans- bank transaction they treated it like it was like yeah. one of those Amazon Prime lockers like yes. oh I know the num I know which locker is theirs it's that yeah. one and the government just took the things out and there was all like why didn't they diversify why didn't they hide that they should feels- have kept some of it in a suitcase, to be honest. Yeah, exactly. Like that feels old too. Like they haven't evolved, like you were saying earlier, like in the Ocean's Eleven, like they haven't evolved with the technology of just heists in general. Yeah. Like, I mean, I, I personally was heisted better by those fucking yeah. internet. Like they had multiple credit, co- like I couldn't trace it back because they were using other stolen credit cards to pay off my actual bill so that they could steal my credit. Like they were three credit cards ahead. They seemed more involved than The Rock and Gal. Yeah. yeah. I refuse to believe you can just log on and on your screen see $300 million balance. Yeah. Like, I just, that's not how it works. I know that. I know that. <laughs> <laughs> One thing that, okay, this is such a minor thing that pissed me off. But so they have like this big wedding at the end, which I was like, this is, I'm not sure if it's cultural appropriation, but it is. Oh, not comfortable yes, right. to sit in of like the Egyptian themed wedding. I, I can't. Yeah. But I, then the thing that pissed me off about it most is this, the bride of it, who's meant to be like this princess. Who's like one of the richest people in the world. Her dress looked like she bought it on Shein. I was like, I said that to, I literally said, yes. I go, why is that $300 million for eggs? And I couldn't get her a good dress. She looked like <laughs> yeah. shit. There was, like, I also noticed sequins that. on it. I was like, no fucking way. <laughs> I also felt that way. Okay, thank you so much for validating me. Um, and that's my final complaint. <laughs> <laughs> that scene obviously has the best cameo of all time, which is the Ed Sheeran. Okay, I thought he was a lookalike. Oh, really? For, I generally went to IMDb to check because I was like, that does not look like Ed Sheeran. And I've seen Ed Sheeran like act in a few things. And I was like, this man is terrible. This mm. is so awkward and weird. Surely it's just a lookalike. And then I was like, oh, <laughs> Really was. Oh no! <laughs> it was so awkward. I mean, I hated it. He's like, I was on Game of Thrones, and I'm a cheering bitch. Like, yeah, trying to make a meme. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah, it wasn't good. <laughs> All right. Well, we have some questions uh, to wrap up. Yeah. 
Claire, did this mm-hmm. is a very serious question. Uh, really take your time. Mm-hmm. Did this movie make you horny? No. <laughs> I will say there was one shot of Gal Gadot in profile when she's cr- climbing onto the yacht at the end of that bathing suit. And oh. I was like, I wish y'all had slowed that down a bit because I kind of want another. Like, I'm like, God damn. Is that what a human yeah. body can look like? Yeah. I wanted a second look. So there was this one moment and I was like, this should have been the movie. We should have kept Gal Gadot like in the Mediterranean Sea at yeah. sunset with just like, you know what I mean? Just like mm, the sun yeah. glistening off like her skin in a bathing suit. Not even a bikini, a beautiful one piece. Yeah. That's what I wanted to see. I would have watched a movie of her in The Rock just eating charcuterie on a yacht oh, for an hour. Oh my God. I love yes. that for them. Like oiled up. Oh. sexy and in love just they don't have to kiss just eating charcuterie on a beautiful boat that i would have watched and it's mm. it's like sunset the entire yes. time yeah, for yeah. an hour and how they've stopped yeah. they've stopped time <laughs> we get, oh, we get yeah. that lighting uh beck did it this movie make you horny uh no not yeah, in the slightest Mm-mm-mm. um I could say the least horny point was the masquerade ball because it just yeah. it reminded me of eyes wide shut eyes wide shut and i was like my pussy is now tight shut this is <laughs> Uh, it's wide shut. Yeah. Um, uh, what about you, Alex? No, not at all. No, not even a little bit. Yeah. Um, and would you recommend this movie? If if any of our listeners are on a date and their partner says, let's watch Red Notice, do you think this is a good one to watch on a date? Yes. If you have a funny, if like you're on a funny date, I almost think it's a good movie because my problem with movies is you can't talk, but this is the kind of movie where nobody cares if you're talking over it. You can make out for an hour and not miss it. And I do think it'd be like a fun bonding experience. I love like a, like a 50 shades of grayer or whatever, like the second one when he yes. dies in that helicopter and then he's just there again. Like yeah. I love a movie where you can just like chat the whole time and have yeah. fun and be like, what the I hell can. are you watching? So I actually think this is a great date movie because I don't like being quiet. <laughs> nice. Agreed. I completely agree with you. Yeah. Beck? Yeah, I think the same. Like, very easy to do a million other things while watching yeah. this movie, yeah. which is my favorite. Yeah, <laughs> I can take you? toilet breaks. Yeah, I can understand. I think this would be really fun to watch and yeah. to make fun of with a pun. <laughs> okay, well, let's wrap it up with a rating. Ratings. How many? Terrible wedding dresses. Yeah, terrible Shein wedding dresses. Shein wedding dresses out of five. Do you give this movie back? I give it... Uh, two and a half mm-hmm. um because i'm feeling generous that's nice honestly if you'd asked me straight afterwards i'd be like one but yeah. now i'm like uh i guess there's a base for it there's you some, know yeah it has its place in the world <laughs> i give it you? i give it a two no i give it a one claire what about you it's so funny because i was gonna give it a two out of ten Ah. But now that, but like for somehow like a one out of five feels like, like I'll give it a one and a half. Okay. <laughs> nice. Excellent. Well, like they, I mean, there's definitely a beginning, a middle and an end. Yeah. And I definitely filmed it. <laughs> That's and true. And the sound was synced up. I once tried to do a web series and it was so hard that I'm like, you know what? If you can sync up the sound of the mouths, God yeah. bless. That gives you a whole sheen and dress. <laughs> that's one. That's a solid one. <laughs> awesome uh, well that was red notice with claire parker claire parker thank you so much for joining us today thank claire. you so much for having me this was so fun i'm even happy to have watched it i love to laugh hey. and boy <laughs> did they make me laugh in a way <laughs> um so where can people find you on social i have my own podcast called celebrity memoir book club which you guys can listen to and then my personal social is claire the scare on instagram and on tiktok and you can find me on Twitter, but it's like 
for what? <laughs> yeah, it's a dead platform. Let's yeah, stop if you want to. <laughs> um, well, yeah, thank you so much. We 100% recommend uh, Celebrity Memoir Book Club. Absolutely my, loving it. Honestly, I'll be real. It's my favorite podcast. I love it so much. I'm a thank real, you so much. Yes. Honestly, I've been like a little nervous the whole time. I'm like, no. Oh my god, it's crazy because <laughs> it's our fourth one. So we've had so many failures that like whenever anybody listens, I'm like, that's fucking insane, man. <laughs> we've been doing this into like the void for so long. I'm like, I can't believe one hit. <laughs> that's awesome. Yeah. yeah. Well, thank you so much for joining us. Thank you guys for having me. This was so fun. I like, I did, I think this combo made Red Notice worth it because I did, I got entertainment at some point. (laughs) 